Visit patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast and become a patron of the show. Our patrons are special people who are invested in our message as we rescue the art of homemaking from the daily grind. You will receive digital versions of each of our cookbooks and fangirl patrons get special video access to each episode. Thank you so much to our patrons. We can't do it without you. Become a patron at patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast. And now let's rock this show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to Homemaker Chic Podcast. Hello, Angela Reed. Uh, hello. <laughs> you're looking good. Oh, you're you as lo- good as I do. <laughs> you know, we're all about taking care of business. We're all about dressing for the job. Get out of your yoga pants. And Angela and I are both actually here pretty much sans makeup in our gray sweatshirts. But it's Thanksgiving week. Yeah. And so like women everywhere are just hustling. Yes. We're hustling, and I'm going to get done here. I'm going to go work out with Coach Paul. I combed through our Instagram messages. If you don't follow okay. us yet, we're on there at Homemaker Chic Podcast. I was combing through the messages, and it was it did my heart so good to see so many positive messages come in about our interview that we did with Coach Paul a couple weeks ago here on the podcast. Oh, good. It was good, a lot of fun. Good. I know a lot of you don't have a tonal, but if you visit Coach Paul Fitness, I believe, is that correct? Or Paul Wright uh, Fitness. Yeah. You can just search Paul Wright Fitness. He's got an app that you can use. He's just the best. He, he really is the is. best online workout coach ever. And I, I, it was just fun. Anyway, I'm going to go work out with him when we're done here. Good. So, yes. Paul I'm glad Wright you guys liked dot that. fitness. Paul, Paul Wright dot fitness. Dot fitness. Mm-hmm. That was a fun one. Or Paul Wright dot life. Ooh, looks like he's got something new going on. Okay. All right. All righty. There you go. Um, so here we are, rounding out season 13. We're going to do mm-hmm. something that we haven't done before, which is once this season sort of wraps up today, we're actually going to come right kick, back. We're going to come right back. We're going to kick it forward for full four full weeks. No, the two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. That's what I two meant. Two episodes a week. And it is Homemaker Holiday. So four episodes, all holiday. There send you us your ideas. Send us your recipes. Send us your dilemmas. Send us your best wrapping technique ideas. <laughs> we want to talk about it all. Mm-hmm. Homemaker Holiday, two mm-hmm. episodes a week for the first two weeks of December. And then we're going to do a little mic drop because we need some time with our families. Mm-hmm. We're going to come back hotter than ever in January. Mm-hmm. Yep. There you go. Somebody knows what's going on here. Maybe that'll be the hot homemaker season. Hot homemakers. <laughs> We're like bloody freezing around uh, here. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, here we are. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we took care of a lot of business and we're tired. I am so grateful for this podcast in so many ways. I got to tell you, ladies. Um and your messages that are, we're going to go through questions today and a few comments that people had because mm-hmm. it just keeps the conversation going. This isn't a conversation just between you and I, is it? It's a conversation no. between homemakers everywhere. And yeah. we're just sort of the ones with the microphones, really. Yeah. And it feels really um, familial. I mean, like the the comments, like 
I, our listeners feel like they know us. They know mm-hmm. our inside jokes. They they sure as heck know what will make us laugh. Some of the obscure crap that people send me, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, that's really scary. You you totally get me. <laughs> like yeah. just weird humor. Uh huh. It's you alarming. Nailed it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I got this one a few weeks ago. Did you get the? Oh, where's Amelie when I need her? Lily, that that beige, sad beige clothes for sad beige children. No. Did you see that? No, I didn't, but I can see it. I can like, I'm playing it out in my head already. It's like this lady, she speaks in like a German voice and she goes through posh children's catalogs and she's like, oh, and here we have the little brown jumper (laughs) for the little brown haired girl. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's fabulous so Mm -hmm. if you are playing on your phone tonight in the bathtub ladies Mm -hmm. sad beige lily what's the sad beige instagram sad beige official official. okay sad (laughs) beige clothing for sad beige children and i think maybe this listener sent it to me because of my the beige land joke a beige land i don't know holy goodness okay we sat and watched like 42 of these reels just crying Mm -hmm. mm-hmm So I'm trying to challenge myself, actually, that um, when I get into the bathtub, you guys know how much I love my baths. It's a problem. It's also like the only place that I can get warm in my bedroom because there's no heater down here. <laughs> I'm challenging myself to read, like read books. Oh, brother. Books. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know? Good, Shay. That's if good. Any listeners, if any listeners have followed along since the beginning, I hope, if nothing else, they're like, wow, she is kind of a hot mess, but she's trying. And I am. Like, I am genuinely trying to continue to grow as a person. Okay? Mm-hmm. There was a solid 10 years in my life. Didn't read books for fun. I did a lot before I had kids. Yeah. And then you have kids. And then there are these pieces of you that have to just sort of be tucked up on the shelf. And right. set away for a while. And they then get you a can little bring dusty. back out. They get a little yep. dusty. So I went, but you know, there's so much, there's so much going on in the world. And like, if I think about any of it for too long, then my heart, it just breaks. And I I get this anxiety and for personal reasons, I'm just having to kind of just set it aside and, and tend to the things in front of me right now. And so it's really easy when you're online and when you're messing around for this stuff to sort of filter in, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. and all of oh, a sudden, yeah, it's a real, it, just, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not even like it's all bad stuff, but it's all emotional mm-hmm. stuff. I find it all a very emotionally taxing and mm-hmm. um, contributing in a lot of ways to my anxiety. All that's to say, I decided, well, then just don't let it in. Don't let it come in through osmosis. And instead of fussing around on Instagram or YouTube or where I only like watch shark videos anyway, but still <laughs> osmosis, it's there. Um, I decided I was going to read. And I, okay. Angela, I read my first book from cover to cover last week in probably 12 years. Congratulations. Thank you. You guys, I did it. That's a big deal. If it you, felt that, like a, a big, big deal. deal. Yeah, for sure. And when I would sit down in the, I kept it with me in my purse and I kept it with me where mm-hmm. as I was moving around the house. So like if the pasta water was heating up where I would normally like just take a seat and scroll something or pull something up or check my email or do something work related. Instead, I just grabbed my book and I read it. And no, that's like pleasure pockets during the day. I found a lot of pleasure in it. That's what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. Yep. You got to carry it around for sure. Yeah. Yep. It was a lot of fun. I went to my friend Natalie and I just said, what do you got? Uh, did I talk about this last week? I think I did. I can't remember if it was. I said well, we just talked on the phone about it. Maybe that's what it was. I said, just yeah. give me. Natalie knows all the books. And I just said, give me some sort of just fiction that'll take me somewhere else. Like a genuinely, mm-hmm. like as a form of escapism. I'm not right. trying to understand something. I'm not trying to form opinions on anything. It was just like, take me somewhere else. Yeah. So she recommended The Man in the Brown Suit by Agatha Christie. Um, and it was thoroughly enjoyable. So it just feels fun. It was like, am I, a, could I do this? Am I like a reader now? <laughs> You're funny. Did it's you buy so it? Great. No, she has a whole library. Okay. And so we're just, so I traded her on Sunday. She sits in fr- the pew in front of me at church and I gave her the man in the brown suit back. And then I have, she gave me another one that I can't remember the name of. Um, anyway, it's, it's fun. That's great. Yeah. That's really great. So if that encourages anybody else out there, like the way that you are now is moldable. Isn't that such great news? Yes, it is. It's a, it's a relief too. It's like, oh, good. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I don't have to oh, stay good. here. Mm-hmm. I don't have to stay here forever. So yeah. So that's a lot of fun. So that's kind of what I'm filling my little pockets of time with Um Outside of just prepping for Thanksgiving. And I cleaned my living room today and I said to Stu, what do you think the chances are that this will stay clean until Thursday? <laughs> the answer is Probably zero. not. Zero percent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking uh, of Germans, there's a great German stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what is it with like English speakers with these Americans when they say 100%? Instead of just saying yes, they say 100%. Have you ever noticed people do that? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you say it. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's just a funny way of responding. He's like, um, what if it's 99%? You know? <laughs> what do you do then? I'm sort of there. I'm sort of with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen, speaking of just like laughing, and have you seen Brian Regan's latest comedy special? I don't know how recent it is. Maybe it's from within the last year, but he hasn't done anything for quite a while. Uh-huh. And so this is his most recent one. Was this, did it have a lot of COVID jokes in it? No. Okay. N- then maybe no. It's phenomenal. Like, okay. Crying. Like, my children were doubled over. You know, it, yes. it is so funny. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go dig it out. Mm-hmm. I love do. stand-up comedy. So do well. I. I, I and well. it was, I, I had a few family members say like, no, trust us. You have to watch this. Because mm-hmm. he was he was funny a long time ago. He hasn't done anything in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. boy. Oh, that's very good, funny. That's some good stuff. Mm-hmm. There is good stuff to um, to bring in out there. And bad stuff, turns out. Yeah, you gotta bring in the good, bring in the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, let's thank season thirteen sponsor, and I'm gonna pull up our questions, and we're just gonna, we're just gonna go for it today. We're gonna take care okay. of business by taking care of listener questions. Okay, that's what we're so gonna do. So the we we um we talk with our sponsors at the beginning of each season, and we try to like feel out who's gonna be. A good fit for what we're doing. And we thought Annabelle at House of Tokemon would be a great fit for this season. And I'm 
quite jazzed because um, I have one of her new rugs probably arriving tomorrow, just right before the holiday, so I can put it down. Mm. Pretty excited about that. So House of Tokuman is, um, I was going to say a rug company, but that sounds so silly. Mm-hmm. Annabelle runs this business, friends, where she educates her customer. Let me just, I'm going to go back to something. We talked about this a few weeks ago about like when you're in the hands of a professional, we don't really get that experience a lot anymore. Like think about going to a department store and having your one lady that knows all the cuts of clothing. She knows what clothing is going to look best on your body or your husband goes to get a suit and just like you work with someone and they know how to take care of you or a really good hairstylist. There's just so few opportunities to be in the hands of a professional these days. And it's such an enjoyable thing when you are the consumer. And that's how I feel about working with Annabelle um, at House of Tokuman because she's so educated on rugs and how they're made and where they come from and what the different prints and styles mean, all the different regions in that they're from and um, mm. where they can go in your house. She's always thinking sort of outside of the box and she's just really excellent to work with. I know you've had the same experience. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. you guys so. can visit uh, hotrugs.net, which um, doesn't mean sexy rugs. It means House of Tokeman. <laughs> hotrugs.net. And you can use the coupon code HOMEMAKER25 for a generous and beautiful 25% off an heirloom wool rug that is um, often an antique. It's lasted for decades. It's going to last decades more. They're great for your pets, great for your children. They can withstand your lifestyle, and will not end up on the garage sale next spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and after um, we did one of these things a couple weeks ago, we got some Instagram messages about like, but it's so much easier for me to wash my ruggable rug. But I thought, I don't know if you've ever washed a wool rug, one of Annabelle's rugs, because they're not hard. You You drag them outside and you hose them off, and then you put a little dish soap, and I just use my broom like – my bristle, you know, like a broom that I sweep the floor with. I have one just for rugs. And I just kind of scrub it, scrub the little dish soap around, you know, just a little bit. And I hose it off again and I let it dry and I bring it inside. I mean, it's it's no more work or energy than it would be to pull it up, put it in the washing machine, run the cycle, put it in the dryer, run the cycle, pull it out and go lay it back down. It's mm-hmm. the same. Same. So. True. Uh, true, um, true. So, yes, visit hotrugs.net, homemaker25 for a 25% discount over there. We are so grateful to Annabelle and to House of Tokumin. Um, We really do, when we bring on advertisers, we really try to line up our philosophy on homemaking and purchasing Mm -hmm. and spending money in the right places and saving up for the right things and not bringing in just disposable stuff. Um, And I feel like House of Tokumin wraps all of that up so wonderfully. So we're very grateful to them. And we hope that you guys shop some of their beautiful rugs. Make sure you follow them over on Instagram as well, House of Tokumin, because that's where she does a ton of her education. Sometimes she runs specials or clearances on rugs in her Instagram Mm -hmm. stories. So you don't want to miss out on anything. So you can just follow her there at House of Tokumin. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, I have to share something that made me giggle before we start. So Brooke, just Brooke Corbin over on Instagram, she sent me 
She sent us, rather, this reel. And it's just this girl's face. But here's what it says. I actually just heard a girl at the nail salon tell... Sorry, let me start again. Actually just heard a girl at the nail salon tell the nail tech that she didn't like her nail color and that she wanted to pick a different one. I don't know. I didn't know people did that. She's more brave than I will ever be. I want to be her. I could have the ugliest, most horrendous nails in the whole world and still tip the nail tech a crisp 20%. And she says, this is Angela versus Shay. (laughs) And when you talk about people knowing us, Brooke, you know me because the last time I got a pedicure, you know, they're like, you have to choose the color E5 or whatever. (laughs) He did not choose. He brought a color that I'd never in any world would have chosen. And I start. I watched him like start to put it on. I was like, "That's not even close." Didn't say a thing. I wore that stupid oh. nail polish for like two oh months. My gosh. Never said anything. I was like, "Well, this is apparently this is the color I, I'm wearing now." Oh, that's so funny! Isn't oh, that pathetic? Heck no, I know that it's pathetic. Just- <laughs> I'm fully aware that that is pathetic. What if you could have heirloom linens that didn't end up on next year's garage sale? What about investing once in an American-made product designed to last a lifetime? Shay and I both dress our beds and our bathrooms in sheets and towels from American Blossom Linens, and you can too, by visiting AmericanBlossomLinens.com and using our exclusive coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20 for 20% off. Our friends at American Blossom Linens are dedicated to bringing us quality American-made linens that can stand the test of time and be beautiful at the same time. We affectionately call them modern vintage. They are soft and plush and gorgeous, and we know you will love them as much as we do. So visit AmericanBlossomLinens.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC20 for 20% off. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Tubes & Co., Tubes & Co. believes in skincare products that nourish and restore and come from simple, wholesome ingredients. Emily began crafting skincare and makeup from her farmhouse kitchen after discovering how organic tallow, high-quality cold-pressed olive oil, and other quality natural ingredients made a huge difference in her skin and in her family's wellness. Now, Tubes & Co. has expanded to not only include beautiful skincare, but also wonderful makeup products. These are products that I use on my skin every single day. I wash with the charcoal bar, and then I move on to the glow serums and the hydrating serums, all the makeups, all the bronzers, all the highlighters, the mascara, the eyeshadow. It's all so clean and so good. Visit tubesandco.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKERCHIC for a 10% discount. Last year, we finally took the jump into the freeze-drying world with a beautiful new freeze-dryer from Harvest Dry, and we are so glad that we did. As a homemaker and gardener, these freeze-dryers have the very important job of making sure that nothing, whether it's a bountiful crop from the garden or leftover soup from Sunday supper, go to waste. These incredible machines are very versatile. You can use your freeze-dryer to preserve dairy, meat, produce, and even complete meals. Here's the very best part. Everything is completely automatic. You literally just fill the freeze-dryer trays, push the start button and walk away. Preserving food can be that simple. 
freeze-dried foods last for 25 years in your cupboards and will maintain taste and color and flavor. The food retains nearly all of its nutritional value and home freeze-dried food costs one-third the cost of store-bought, which means your freeze-dryer from Harvest Right will pay for itself in no time. This is the perfect season to order your freeze-dryer so you can have it set up and ready for spring and summer bounty, whether you're freeze-drying fruits, vegetables, herbs, milk, or even eggs, Harvest Right machines are the best on the market and will soon become an invaluable player of your preserving kitchen. Visit bit.ly forward slash Harvest Right Homemaker or click the link in the show notes to shop your new home freeze dryer system from Harvest Right today. Homemaker Chic listeners, we are so excited to introduce you to our newest sponsor, Alaska Gold Seafood. This is the seafood that Angela and I have been stocking our freezers with for years because it is so incredibly delicious. They catch it in the waters of Alaska and deliver it right to your doorstep. This is a fisherman-owned cooperative that focuses on quality and service. They offer customers hook and line caught wild salmon, halibut, black cod, rockfish, and more. They are a pillar of the community in Sitka, Alaska. Alaska Gold offers small boats, independent fishermen with co-op values. Visit alaskagoldbrand.com and use the coupon code HOMEMAKERSEAFOOD for 10% off your first order. That (laughs) makes me laugh. Did I ever tell this story on the show when I got a manicure when I was pregnant with Julian? No, I don't think so. I hadn't had a manicure in forever. I do my own nails, which are like obscenely long right now because of like no gardening. Oh my goodness. Um, Every once in a while, I get a manicure. My problem is I'm never happy with them. I'm always thinking there's one lady that does just a phenomenal job and she moved to Ohio. She was a family friend. Um, But I just, I'm always dissatisfied, but usually... I can kind of just be like, oh, well, whatever. You hit the cuticle. Like, I could have done better. But this one was so bad. This was like a train wreck. And, you know, I'm 9.9 months pregnant. I've been waiting all summer for this manicure. I just want to feel really pretty because I got a feeling this baby's going to blow any day now. And I almost start crying. <laughs> like, you know, everything's just right up at the brim. And she got done. Like, she didn't do what I wanted. Wrong color. Paint all over the cuticles. It was like a five-year-old did it. And I did. I just tried to get it together. Dabbed my tears and just quietly went up to the front desk. I'm like, could I please talk to a manager? Like, I don't want to embarrass her right now. But I'd like to come back tomorrow and have this redone. Thank you very much. And I just put my hand out. I'm like, see what I mean? What did they say? Oh. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it was obvious. Golly. Oh, I do want to be you when I grow up, Angela. <laughs> I'm going to get better. I'm going to get better. It's fine. Well, you're reading and you're sentimental now. So something's happening. Something is happening, you guys. Something is happening. <laughs> Somebody did message us and they're like, they did say like, we're really happy to see Shay like coming around a little bit. She's not so scroogey this year. No, you, here's the thing. <laughs> We also got flooded with messages from people who are like, I'm in the thick of it with little ones. And, mm-hmm. and you know, help. can you help advise on this? Can you help advise on this? Can you help us? And I just thought, okay, my youngest is six. And 
that makes sense like that i'm just sort of here here now um yeah you're just kind of like you, just you guys it's hard it's, it's not hard. bad i wouldn't change it right but like here we are <laughs> Right? And it was hard. And I don't know what else to say other than it was hard. And so I'm so grateful um, that I got to have that time with my babies. So grateful. Um, and I'm also so grateful to get to have this time mm-hmm. where I'm not thinking about naps or diapers. I don't wipe anybody. I don't brush anybody's teeth. I don't clip anybody's nails. I don't do anybody's laundry. Like, whoa. Whoa. This is crazy. Yeah. And it allows you when your mind isn't consumed with those things, all of a sudden it's like it can be consumed with Christmas cookies or whatever. I don't know. Right. Right. <laughs> it's no, it's true. weird. I, I had it is true though the consumption, you know, and then just a little bit more mental space because I had an idea a few weeks ago and I'm an ideas person. That's my family. My family joke. My mom's an ideas person. Mom's got an idea. And I went to Joel. I'm like, I got this idea. Can't remember what it was, but I had really fleshed it out. And he goes, well, I, I know he goes, I know how you came up with that because you had some alone time. <laughs> like, I don't know if it was that uh, the ride home from Paris, the flight home from Paris. At some point I had quiet and I was able to like concoct this whole plan. Yeah. But that's, you know, there is a lot of... um um oh what's the word I always pronounce wrong cacophony (laughs) yeah there's a lot of noise with small kids uh in your mind and out there and when it starts Mm -hmm. to sort of settle down you know Mm -hmm. um yeah you can you're like oh yeah I I do want to read or oh yeah I I do have some time to hang some family pictures on the wall because I'm not changing 42 diapers a day mm-hmm. or you know it's really interesting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so so the reading thing I, I I genuinely find that very helpful because when you do sit down when you've got just 10 minutes and you can just read mm-hmm. through a few pages um your mind actually it does it stops thinking about oh I need to sweep the floor and it goes you know to South Africa it goes, mm-hmm. so, it goes somewhere fun and something's happening and um, it it's like it gives your mind actual space, where where then the work side and the mom side and the homemaker side, it's like it's like filing away. It's like okay, it's like a computer restarting. Mm-hmm. And then when you go back into that department of your brain, it's like it's had time to. It's like the little Roomba vacuums gone through and just sort of like swept things up a little bit. Yeah, and when you're you know, with homemaking, everything is so um, inter- interwoven. So if you're thinking about your kids you're or interacting with your kids, you're thinking about like, oh, my gosh, that one needs new tennis shoes. And what am I going to feed that one for lunch tomorrow? And like you're right and in your house, you're like you're everything is so interwoven. And so you're constantly m- mentally multitasking, not usually just thinking about the menu. You're thinking about who's coming over next week or what's in season or what kid likes what you know you're oh yeah so much is going on when you read you can't do that your brain's like thank you you cannot multitask when you're reading it might jog your memory about something you know you might see a word or something that jogs your memory but 
it, I think it's, it is sort of like a, it's a stress reliever for me. It's a stress reliever because I have to be, I get to be fully present with one thing. I am not required to do anything else while I'm reading. Now, if I'm listening to a book, that's different. Because have you ever been listening to a book and you're vacuuming or doing something and all of a sudden your brain's just gone? You're like, whoa, 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 what just happened? Where? And you cue it back, you know. But when you're actually holding the book and you're engaged, I find it very stress relieving. Mm-hmm. Very much so. And you're consuming, but it's a different kind of consumption. Um, it's also a very controlled consumption in a lot of ways to, because mm-hmm. you get to be sort of in charge of what books you bring into your home and what you're reading, the, the types of topics that you're reading about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good, especially listeners, if you're wired like me, I I don't necessarily have ADD or at least not diagnosed, but I genuinely do have a problem sitting still. It's like a and I think, you know what, I think it's actually, I didn't have a problem before I had kids. I think it's actually been a conditioned response to having four kids, five and under. And mm-hmm. it was like, if you're sitting still, that means you're drowning. <laughs> Something's going yeah. down. Something's oh, going down. Sure. Get up, start the dishwasher, put a load of laundry in, whatever it is. Um, yes. And then after 12 years of that, I'm actually having to retrain my body and my mind to be like, you're fine. It's okay. Mm. It's okay. Um, to me, it's like what I found with the reading this week. There's probably readers who are listening to me like, duh. But here I am exploring something for Whatever. the first yeah. time, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing happens to me when I go outside. When I walk outside, 85% of my problems go away. Mm-hmm. Granted, I have a big property. I have a lot of things to care for. So the to-do list does naturally start. But there is something just about being in nature <laughs> where it's like I'm not thinking about sweeping the floor. I'm not thinking – I'm not thinking about soaking the oatmeal. I'm just present with my flowers and my vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, this time of year, you can't do that as easy. It's right. really cold outside. It's really cold. And um, and so it's, it is like a, like a retraining in a, in a stress-relieving kind of a way simply because – it does force your mind to sort of fixate on on one thing. Um, it's also been great. I've been sitting in bed at night and doing that instead, just reading a couple chapters and then shutting the light off, no blue light at night, and that's been mm-hmm. really wonderful. It feels like a, a very peaceful way to go to sleep. Yeah. So for what it's worth. Cool. There you go. Congratulations. Thank that's you. Great. Um, let's talk about boobs. Uh, Rachel <laughs> says, she says some very <laughs> kind things, but then she says, after seven years of trying, I was finally able to give birth to our second child. I am breastfeeding. Mm. And I wonder what your opinion is on covering up while feeding around family during the holidays. Can I still remain chic and classy if I don't completely cover, a.k.a. Not drape anything over, but make sure most things around the area are covered. How mm-hmm. do you how do you handle it? How did you handle it with your babies? Um, I was not a coverer. Uh, yeah, nope. I first of all, my babies wouldn't stand for it. It didn't matter how small they were; they just. And then the older they got, like the worse it got. If I tried, it was just always a disaster. And, um. 
for heaven's sake. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to take a different approach <laughs> to this. Okay. <laughs> I was a cover. I wasn't at home mm-hmm. around my family, my kids, my husband, obviously, um, and around like my parents and stuff. Like it was, that wasn't a big thing. So mm-hmm. I didn't worry about it then. Of course, like Rachel's talking about, like I did it modestly. Yeah. Um, however, when I was in anybody else's home, at a friend's home, in any sort of situation, if there was an extended family there or frankly other men there, I did cover or more more often I just stepped away. I just went into I would a just different step room. Away. Yeah, for sure. That's uh, what I would do. Because the but. babies do, they get to a point where they're like ripping it off and your boobs sweating mm-hmm. and it's like milk's right. everywhere. And it's that's not pleasant to do in front of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't th- breastfeeding is a very natural thing. It's a very beautiful thing. I'm all about that and I have no no problems with that. Um the problem is I would never want to be the cause of any sort of um issue like that in a man's heart. It's the same reason, like, I don't go to the lake and wear a skimpy bikini, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. because I wouldn't – you don't know where people are at necessarily. If you're at friends or extended family and you don't kind of know maybe where they're at with things, that could be a a big thing for them, Mm -hmm. meaning it could could be something that sort of slips them up in their own heart and it's just – to me, it was easier to just be like, you know, what? I don't know. So I'm just going to I'm just going to go and find in a little quiet corner and just do it there, which is why yeah. I'd rather do it anyway. Yeah, I don't want to be the center. I never wanted to be the center. Like, I didn't want to be have any attention drawn to me because mm-hmm. it's such an intimate thing anyways. So, yeah, I just would go find a corner. Go. Yeah. If they're in the living room, I'd go to the family room or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then if people come over to you and it's kind of right. – it's pretty obvious what a woman's doing when you see the legs right. kicking out the side. Then right. if somebody approaches you, then that's it's not – that's on them. Okay? <laughs> that's on them. On them. Yeah. Um, it's just something to be – I think it's just something to be aware of. And, you know, in a lot of ways, I think it's just a matter of modesty and it's a matter of conscience as well. And it's a mm-hmm. matter of wisdom in assessing the situation. I remember with my first baby, the first time I had to deal with this, we had – um, so it was at home, which normally I wouldn't have really worried about, but we had somebody over for dinner and he was a bachelor and he was like late twenties. And I was like, okay, this is what I've learned about. Like, this is the time where I go up to the nursery and feed right. the baby because right. I could see something like that making him very uncomfortable. Right. Okay. So practice wisdom. I would say, Rachel, wisdom is the hardest thing. It's not... Listen, if you're never sure like about wisdom, go read Proverbs and you'll realize how difficult it is to acquire wisdom and how mm. hard it is to hold on to. And it's nuanced and it's um, the opposite of everything our culture clings to. So uh, but it's what we should seek. We should seek having nuanced wisdom about situations mm-hmm. like this. Uh, OK, there you go. All right. OK. <laughs> talking about people understanding us in another vein fernanda says regarding heavy periods lots of period messages. <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure yeah regarding heavy periods and cycle related pain my midwife aka the love of my life gave me an easy life hack that absolutely helped me and may help 
surely would not hurt to try. So Fernanda's midwife recommended drinking a quart of extra strength red raspberry leaf tea every day for at least 30 days, maybe even more if you're in a bad way. Just put a third cup of loose leaf loose leaf red raspberry leaf tea in a quart jar, fill it with boiling water, and steep for at least four to six hours or overnight. That's what makes it extra strength. Mm-hmm. My midwife explained it beautifully, but basically it helps to reset and cleanse your feminine hormone sitch. Also helps big time with postpartum depression. I wish she told me that freaking three babies ago. <laughs> um, anyway, I think it is worth a try. Red raspberry leaf tea has long been known to help with all mm-hmm. kinds of female issues. Right. And, you know, I drank it during pregnancy. I drank it when I was nursing, all those kinds of things. And so I thought, what's it going to hurt? I need my lady bits in good shape. I would love my hormones to be in as great of shape as they could be. Um, right. And tea is good for you. Hydration is good for you. Um, I get my red raspberry leaf tea. I make it from my raspberries. But if I don't make enough, then Mountain Rose Herbs. Right. Probably the best source of herbs I've ever found. I think they're fantastic. So I know that they have a red raspberry leaf that they sell. Cool. So. That's I'll give it a try. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. in the thick of it right now. Yeah. Uh, I'll give okay. it a try. Okay. <laughs> well, she, yeah. it sounds like you need to do it for 30 days. So ladies, if anybody okay. does well, do it. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I will do it alongside with you. Um, sometimes we suggest things on this podcast, and I'm always surprised that people do them. Have, are you, <laughs> do you ever... That always yeah, surprises it's me. Still, the whole the whole concept still <laughs> surprises me. Yeah, yeah. please, mm-hmm. please don't ever call us influencers. I never want to do that. I never want to be that. But we influenced Abby okay. uh, to go and listen to the Fearing God episode by R.C. Sproul. We should put a link to that below. Okay. This. Um, and she said, "I'm so glad I did." With so much. Uh, with so much watered-down Christianity that constantly infiltrates our culture. Aiden, we are podcasting. Oh, hold on. Aiden. Okay. You're going to go. Okay. What? (sighs) Flight for life. He's got to go land a helicopter. What? He's got to bring a helicopter in. Flight for life. Down the road. Sorry. Hmm. People are very interested at your phase of life, Angela. Yeah. Well. Okay. How's, how's it going? She doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, no. I, just finish what you're saying, and then you can expand on that. Um, okay. Fearing God. I'm going to put the link in. So. Okay. Okay. Hold on. I got to not take this call that comes through on my phone. <laughs> Um, so she listened to this thing and she said, I'm so glad I did with so much watered down Christianity that constantly infiltrates our culture. It was very refreshing to listen to some unfiltered truth about God, quote, fear, Mm. fear God, but do not fear because we are redeemed through his son. How different our lives would look if we all lived with a little more fear for the omnipotent God. Mm. True that, Abby. True that. True that. Um, Okay. Hang, hang tight. Do you want to talk about your stage of life? Well, I have a young man who's um, training with the volunteer fire department, and he absolutely loves it. Loves it. Like, he keeps saying he's found his people. Um, but, you know, 
we'll just be sitting around <laughs> minding our own business and his pager will go off and he just goes tearing out of the house just like a bat out of hell <laughs> just he's it's thrilling to him and so it's not so thrilling to me I just found out he was in a burning attic last night so that was fun was doing great. what putting the fire out <laughs> a chimney fire oh. <sighs> so here's the thing wow. you guys Angela <laughs> like she has raised this just incredibly independent um, strong willed like mm-hmm. all the things that you hope for in your kid, like I want them mm-hmm. to be sturdy. I don't want them to be fearful. I want them to just go into the world and 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 then you do that. And then all of a sudden they they do, do that. <laughs> yeah. What, sweetheart? Mama's recording a podcast, love. I don't know why my door's open. It must have just popped open. It's okay. I can't hear you. Okay. Okay. Cool. Go find another Go parent. Find a parent. Yeah. So, um, all of that, like, I was ready. I knew that was going to happen. I wasn't ready. I knew, but I knew that was going to happen. But, um, uh, he finished school early, and then all of this just then he got a full time job, and then the volunteer fire like everything is about a year and a half ahead of when my poor little heart was prepared to deal with it so family meal times are disrupted family vacations will be disrupted because he has a full-time job there's just like a lot that I am just like every day coming to terms with and a lot of grieving really very excited for him like you know like I've said Mm -hmm. before I love teenagers they're a pain but I love them they fascinate me um and I, his personality really, there are portions of his personality that really resonate with me. Just that, like, take a bite out of thing, you know, that aggressive. He and I are very similar. Just whatever you do, just go rip the face off of it and do it, you know. But he doesn't need me to do that. You know, just like, it's just really, it's faster than I thought it was going to be. It's more intense than I thought it was going to be. And now there's harm's way. And blah, 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 blah. And it's just mm-hmm. every day, just a every day, an emotional roller coaster. And I have to be really, I'm trying, oh, I'm going to cry again, like to be really mindful of there's other kids here that still need to be raised. Like I can't just put all my heart's energy. There's small people that still need a childhood and solid family meal times and all the things that he got, mm-hmm. you know? So, I'm sure that I I have I know there are other women that have they got they've gone through that the when the older ones get bigger like there is a disruption as much as I tried to protect that like we didn't do sports and we didn't do a lot of extracurricular stuff because we wanted our family time um so this is really different for me mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, I imagine that you get used to you get used to your family having a certain dynamic, right? Yeah, Every person and it's very different right now. It's really, really different, mm-hmm. and and earlier than I thought. Like I said, just, mm-hmm. so so how do you how do you go about? Is it just like you just go through the day? You just gotta get through the day, and 
pray yep. a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Try to just find out like what's what's the schedule. When will you be here? You know, um, I'm up every morning. He gets up. I'm up every morning with him, so I get a little pocket of like forty to seventeen minutes with him every morning. Mm-hmm. And the lights are low, and it's dark, and he's on his phone half the time. That's okay. Like I just get to be with him, mm-hmm. and I make his breakfast and pack his lunch and get to kiss him goodbye. It's like um before the the day has weighed weighed down, mm-hmm. weighed him down. Like it weighs us all down. You know, I get like him fresh in the morning, and that's really really special to me. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I, it's so alarming. Like I, I wonder like, how am I going to do this five more times? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just the sense, just watching somebody break away, which they're supposed to do. How am I going to do this five more times? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aiden must've been, um, slightly more enjoyable child than I was because I remember my mom being like I wondered how I was going to do it and then you were 18 and I was like okay <laughs> go mm. go fly little bird get out of here <laughs> yeah it's interesting I mean I I really always loved being around him I remember I, I think I wrote a blog post called I really love being around him or something <laughs> like that like I was watching I, I knew I had friends with moms that were like, please go to school. Please go. Go outside. And I really loved being with him. So mm-hmm. I love being with all of them. So it's going to be it's gonna be interesting. I'm anticipating a lot of tears over the next 15 years. It's, you know, it's just, I know I will be sustained, but it's so different. And then, like I said, having to... Be mindful, and I have to be more intentional about giving the younger ones the same experience. Right. So. Right. I think we're sort of under this um, false idea, this false understanding that, like, when you get through the baby stage, or when you get married, or when you get through school, or when your children are, like, then you're, it's easier, no, we got an email. We got an email from a a listener who had had a really rough time. She had quite a few kids like like me and um the quarantine didn't do her family any favors. She said her son, you know, began to uh like what did she say? Like he spent a lot of time on TikTok and began to preach the marijuana gospel. <laughs> and um, the girlfriend got pregnant and, um, they kept the baby and she was very, this writer that wrote us was very happy about that, sent us a picture with her and the baby and said, you know, she was so grateful that the years of biblical instruction and what was taught in homeschool, like, while a lot of it is, doesn't seem like it's taken root, at least that, that did you know, mm-hmm. um, but just the wild ride, just like, yeah, Sorry. I think when you, um, there's a really great, and I wish I could remember, I wish I could remember the writer of this poem. I could probably look it up right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think her name's Christina. 
and it's called it's just called uphill mm. and it's one of i'm gonna i'm gonna actually find it okay i'm gonna you find know, what it. she said was was like there's a lot of people that are there along with you <clears throat> that are going through these really big changes with older kids and the 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 um trench years you know when you're in the trenches they're physically exhausting you're up at night you're nursing yeah you're you're active you're whatever you are driving back and forth to play like you're physically exhausted and then the older years can be emotionally exhausting and ironically that's coinciding for many women with their own personal changes that make them more vulnerable and emotional they're on their own personal roller coaster you know so you go from feeling like steady eddie and then you're going into this phase of life you're like uh, I'm crying a lot more than I used to. You know, like there's you have your All own time. You have your own path that you're on too. It's really yep. A few worlds colliding at once. So I found this poem. I'm going to read this for you. Okay. Okay. It's called Uphill. It's by Christina Rossetti. Okay. Does the road wind uphill all the way? Yes, to the very end. Will the day's journey take the whole long day? From morn to night, my friend. But there is for the night a resting place, a roof for when the slow, dark hours begin. May not the darkness hide it from my face. You cannot miss that in. Shall I meet other wayfarers at night, those who have gone before? Then must I knock or call when just in sight? They will not keep you standing at that door. Shall I find comfort, travel sore and weak? Of labor you shall find the sum. Will there be beds for me and all who seek? Yes, beds for all who come. Let me tell you why I love this, listeners. I think there's a obviously a gigantic gospel message there. Mm-hmm. But the gospel isn't, hey, things are going to be easier for you. <laughs> things are going to be easy. No. And this is what this is saying. It's like the walk from here to death is uphill. Mm-hmm. All the way. From morn to night, it is uphill. And the only rest we find are in these these moments where we we stop and we travel to the inn and we lay our head down and we rest and we're fed and we're nourished and then we freaking go walk uphill again. Mm-hmm. And we do that from now until death. And that sounds really um, maybe a little bit pessimistic. I don't really think that it is. I think it's helpful for us to have a realistic expectation of of life and the challenges that we face. So if you're thinking, oh, when my kids are potty trained, life will be better, then yeah. it, you're going to be disappointed when you realize it's still an uphill walk from there. And mm-hmm. you know, like my mom has often mm-hmm. said, you think Excuse it's going to get better when they get married. And you're like, oh, thank God. Like they're settled. And then they have grandkids and then you realize that your worry and your love and all that just exponentially spreads to more people. So now right. now instead of feeling anxious about five people before you go to sleep, now you're feeling anxious about 15 people and you're worried about right. all of them and you're worried right. about their walks with the Lord and you're worried about what they're mm-hmm. going to do in their life and like their safety and their well-being. And I think about it in some some ways like, you have this pack on your back and you're, and this is what you're carrying and you're going uphill and like things come along, right? Like a child leaves the, ho- the house or um, 
you know, there's a baby or, you know, all divorce, mm-hmm. like you name it. And these are kind of like rocks in your pack. They're, they're a weight now that you can carry by God's grace and through his strength, but there's still a weight in your pack that you will continue to carry up the mountain <laughs> as you climb uphill. And, mm-hmm. you know, we often tell our kids, like, we're not just telling you these things. We're actually like things will go easier for you. You will have less rocks in your pack. If, if you obey us, like no one loves you more than we do. And no one mm-hmm. cares for you more than we do. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think it's helpful to have a realistic framework. Um, and I think that's kind of what, in some ways, what you're going through right now. Like you're adjusting to the weight of this this new this new rock. You got used yeah. to the other rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think about, um, you know, the analogy of your friend when like just like this is my post I'm like okay yeah the the job description change it doesn't yeah. it doesn't go away but it changes and now this is my post um, um you should expand on that but, for people who might not know what you're talking about sorry on on, on the on the sorry. post the post situation well when she lost Danica, I mean, like that, and she was going through losing her. That was her, her attitude. That, that's her. That was her approach. Like this, this is my post, and I have to do this as best as I can. You know, to the glory of God, quite frankly. And that that's how I feel. Like I, I just loved that analogy. I just pictured like a what do they call it? Century, like somebody marching back and forth on the turret. You know. That's sort of how I feel, but I do feel like I'm carrying a pretty heavy backpack sometimes mm-hmm. while I'm doing it. Um, but there's a relief in, I find relief in just knowing this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. So don't, like, don't look left, Ange, don't look right. This is, this is your life right now. These are your, your kids, your children's needs right now. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. Because the initial response is to try to to try to wiggle away from it, weasel weasel away. Yeah, <laughs> you got to post, yeah, and it's sure. snowing, and it's cold, and maybe you're being shot mm-hmm. at, or whatever. You're out of food, mm-hmm. and what, whatever. I mean, you could run that analogy as far as you want. Mm-hmm. You want to get out of it. You want to get out of the discomfort. You know. And the easiest way for like for that to happen in your situation would be like, Aiden, can you just can you stop doing all those things that you want to do and just could you just hang be at home, please? Just could you just stay here? Give me two more solid years to adjust to this concept, this idea. Yeah, or or the the op or the other pendulum the other side of that pendulum is just like a complete let go. Like right. Okay, fine. You're so autonomous. You don't need me to get up in the morning with you, or you know, like you, you right. The the total opposite. Just like oh, you want. You want me to disconnect? Well, that would be a lot easier because this is rather painful. So I will disconnect, you know. Listen, so. ladies, if you feel like your parenting is really, really hard, good job. <laughs> that means you're right? probably doing it right. Because if it's going real, real smooth and real easy, that means you're probably not dealing with some of the things you need to be dealing with or doing things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, because to actually deal with these things is really hard. Oh yeah, and it's not like wait, 
way not uh-huh. way not fun uh-huh. to, to deal with the things. Uh-huh. Be so much easier just to give them a phone and be like, go play. Yeah, and also yeah. things get awkward and, and harder and um, <laughs> I have a sweet little sweet little one who uh, turned double digits was feeling quite quite mature as he put it. Oh. Okay. And uh, anyway, we were having this. So he feels like because he's so mature now that he can have like the full talk about how things happen between men and women to create life. He can talk about it? Yeah. He wants, now he's he's ready for this this full big talk because he's so mature, according to him. And, you know, um, I also know little boys and how when they get with other little boys, they become dumber. Right. You always say, like, my brain, my boy has one brain. Put him with another boy. He has half a brain. Put him with another boy. You know, he's got a quarter. Right. Like, it tends to go down. Their IQs tend to go down. Um. Anyway, so we're not, we don't quite trust him with certain verbiage and certain concepts yet to not <laughs> go spread the news. Okay. So we're, we're being cautious about how we go about this with certain ter- mm-hmm. terminology and such until there's a little, just a little bit more maturity there. Um, that being said, um, we've given some vague ideas and he said, he goes, but, but how, like, but how does the seed get planted? Okay. And Stu says, okay, well, you know, you've like, we live on a farm. Okay. There's a lot of fornication that happens on a farm. Right. He goes, well, you know, like kind of how, like you've seen the chickens or the ram. Like, I think he gave the exact example of a rooster. Like, you you know, you see kind of how the rooster does the thing with the hen and he just looks mortified. He's like, you bite mom in the back of the head. My point in that was like the oh things that gosh. you're dealing with, they get harder and and awkward. They, they get they get pimples oh. and and they get growth spurts and and it's it's not as cute. It's not as cute as when they're little. It's just not, you guys. It's awkward and harder. <laughs> we we were all in the truck the other day and I knew who the offender was. <laughs> but I said I'm going to say something to the general public here (laughs) as to not embarrass anyone. But we have this product in the bathroom cabinet called deodorant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I just want to give this a general PSA that everyone in this vehicle should be wearing it on a daily basis. Yep. Just just so you know. Yep. Because I'm up here and you're back there. Yep. And I know you're back there. (laughs) I just very subtly put it on the to-do list. Like, oh, do math less than 48. Put on deodorant. (laughs) (laughs) Wash your face. Floss your teeth. (laughs) Oh, it's good. It's just all, yeah, okay. Should we change the subject? I'm sorry. You know what, Angela? The only thing Angela said to me about today's episode, she's like, can we not have serious questions, please? Yeah, I said, I don't want to cry. I'm sorry. Thanks. I'm really Thank sorry. Um, yeah. 
Okay, here's one from mm. Claiborne Butler. Okay. Ooh. What are your budget-friendly solutions for hungry toddlers during town trips? I love this question because I know what she means by town trips. <laughs> Where we live 20 minutes from town. We got to – you don't go anywhere quickly. Mm-hmm. And people get hungry. Um, and I'll tell you, I am, frankly, really pissed off at – how hard it has been to eliminate vegetable oils from Shay are it's life. It's I'm getting angry. Like I'm it's Joel the other day he goes, What are they just trying to kill us? I said, it, it seems as such because I mean any it, pretty much any it's a, anything from Costco. Yeah. Even like, oh organic, non GMO. Okay, great. Look no, at the no, ingredients. No. Okay, popcorn. Every, Great, I'm fine. Like whatever it is, it's in there. The only thing is the um the RX bars. We'll just those eat those. Yummy. I love those things. Yeah, I frigging love those things. So we're gonna. Uh, we found like a copycat recipe. We're gonna start making them mm-hmm. because they're so expensive. Mm-hmm. And you know, a box of seventeen, like we murder in about two days mm-hmm. between all of us. So, mm-hmm. but those seed oils are everywhere. They're everywhere, they're every- and. So we what we need we mean palm kernel canola sunflower sunflower saf safflower is that one too safflower okay all uh, the, that's that's another word for grape seeds yeah. I am going to yeah. post an article I'm going to send Angel the link as soon as we get done and I want you to post it below the show notes it is a fantastic article on how these seed oils are made and the problem with them. I just had this conversation with my friend Jody. I told you guys about it. Um, she just bought like a five-gallon tub of tallow to do her pies with. And I was so proud of her because she's breaking family tradition of using Crisco. But she's Ooh, she's like a science. She's a science. She's in there. And I sent it to her, this article to her. And I said, this is kind of what we were talking about the other night. And she's like, mm-hmm. this is the science is dialed in. This is exactly the problem. Um, yeah. But it talks about how they're made and the problem with how they're made and the inflammation that comes from how they're made. It's disgusting. And it is in everything. We ate out um, – not ate out. We ate in different situations multiple times over the weekend. And I counted like, okay, it's in that. It's in that. It's in your rotisserie chicken. It is – it's in your tortilla chips. It's in – it's in – the snack crackers that they have out. It's in the Costco muffins that they put out after church. It's everywhere. Oh, yeah. It's, I went to, so Trader Joe's has always been like my, well, it's still, it's my go-to like happy place. Like when I go through Milwaukee, I stop by Trader Joe's. I buy as much as I can, mustards and all sorts of fun stuff. I love their condiments. They make me giddy. They're just pretty. I love just having them. I know. And they had this new, um, well, new to me it was uh jalapeno like a taco sauce like a creamy jalapeno and then they have a new taco sauce and i just like love spicy crap that's my go-to snack like at night if i want a snack i fry cheese and i put some sort of condiment on the top of it fried cheese like a nerd health food i love fried cheese who doesn't I love it yeah oh 
I have since I was a kid. I used to like put mozzarella in the microwave when I was a kid. <laughs> I like, just wanted it. And I'd let it get burned on the edges, right? Anyways, Joel killed my buzz because he's he says, Ange, look at the back. Mm-hmm. These have your precious oils in them that you're trying to not eat. And it just totally fell off the wagon. A lot of people have asked me about the weight loss. And I'm just trying to tell them, no, like, you don't understand. I cut out those stupid oils all summer. We started in the spring, cut them out all summer. Nobody got sunburns. I have fairer children. They all burn the first couple t- couple times they're out um, after winter. Nobody got sunburns. I lost weight. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I did more things than that, but that was huge. And you're not even and talking about they've... the long-term effects of it. I mean. No, no. I'm just talking about. Yeah. Like, yeah. <sighs> I'm done. So then, like, not they've <sighs> filtered back in yeah. because. I bought like three cans of each of those things at Trader Joe's. And then yesterday at Costco, I'm like, nope, I'm not doing it. Everything I'd flip over, oh, everything. I'd slam it down. I'd flip it over. I'd slam it down. <laughs> like, It really makes convenience food very difficult. It makes it so difficult. It makes it so that if you have to do it. Like I bought you have to that do stupid it. boom chick pop stuff, popcorn that they sell at Costco. It's crack is what it is. It's salty, sweet popcorn, okay? When yeah, you yeah. look at the back, it's like popcorn, sugar, salt, and you're thinking, okay, like, do I want my kids to have a ton of sugar? No. But, like, I also, like, we had a bunch of people over for Owen's birthday, mm-hmm. and, like, you're setting stuff out. Sometimes it's really nice to have these convenient foods. Coke, yes. it had sunflower oil in it. Yeah. And I was like, it was. It was just like the the straw that broke the camel's back, and I just thought, okay, I will die on this hill and I will, I will, I'm willing to kill myself to feed my family and give them a fighting chance at long-term mm-hmm. health. Our children, I wasn't raised on these oils. You weren't raised on these oils. These are very right. new and our children are being the guinea pigs for them. And I think that is terrible. And mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it is a, an incredibly selfish Okay, I shouldn't say that. It's, it's a selfish thing to do culturally, is to be like, no, nah, we don't really know. We don't really know. We know how people respond to butter long term. We know how people respond because these are these are old foods. People have eaten these for a long time. Mm-hmm. These new foods, we don't. We don't. But like selfishly, it's just easy. It's just easy. It's a lot less work, you guys. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you do? Like, as far as bringing snacks, so there's something okay. to eat when they start going well, crazy in the backseat? My first thought about, my very first thought was the first snacks I remember making at home were snacks that I used to potty train Georgia. I have a recipe for them on my blog. They're called butter buttons. And it's literally butter that's whipped with um, a little bit of salt and maple syrup and cinnamon. And I would whip them together in my food processor and put them in a piping bag. And I would like do a bunch of these little dots and they were just butter and she loved them every time she went potty in the toilet she got a butter button and it was just nutrient dense food yes and so it was like you don't get an m&m you get a butter button and she loved them and it was fine my kids still love them when i make them um but we just can't bring melty butter no you can't bring melty butter (laughs) um i would bring i would bring jerky is what i would bring (laughs) What? It's just so you. 
Me? That's good. Yeah, no, I mean, I we you guys Here's the problem with We talked about this on I the know. show before that if I'm out with you, it's like, well, let's get jerky. Yeah. I remember standing <laughs> And now I do it. Now I do it all the time. It's like I remember at a gas station in this place where I take the- like a health challenge at a gas station. <laughs> What's the healthiest thing I could get? How much at the quick stop? Yeah. Or jerky. Hmm. Jerky. The right jerky. Perrier. Yeah. And a cheese stick. Yep. That's my gas station uh, food. We took this ferry when we were in Italy, and we landed in this spot, and we were waiting for a taxi, and it was so hot. Like, we had all our luggage, and it was horrible. And I pulled out this venison jerky. It's like, jerky anyone? <laughs> what, That's like that guy. What the, the jerky. Charlie Barron's. That's what he does. <laughs> um, here's the thing about Here's the thing about snacks. Most of the time, there's almost no nutritional value. It's literally like I'm bored and I want to put something in my mouth. And that creates not great habits, frankly. Like Mm -hmm. if you're hungry, eat, but we're not going to use food like that. Just mindless munching forever and ever. I'm not a snacker at all. But kids are. Are Kids like to snack. Yeah, kids are. But so I never did that with kids. And then I Realize what maybe they yeah. need to eat. A so you got, you got, idea, yeah, you got to fill them up. Bananas, bananas, I bananas. Because you know what, they like to throw the skins out the window. Yeah. It makes them feel there. You like go. They're living on the edge. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think fruit is a great one. Um, I think meat is a great one. Again, like with the the carrots and stuff. It's like you could eat carrots till you're dead, and like you're never satisfied. Right. So right. give them something that would satisfy them. Is is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't think of a better meat than like cheese. Like, you know, just cubed up cheddar cheese, fruit, right. and, and jerky. <clears throat> um, right. And I know, like, jerky per pounds is more than, like, boom chick pop popcorn, obviously. But when you look at, they're going to be eating so much less of it because it's so nutrient dense. Mm-hmm. There is a stop. There's a point of satiate, satiation. Mm-hmm. So, um Anyway, and if my kids get too like, eh, I want to stand outside, I'm like, go go build something. Go outside and dig up rocks or like you're bored. You're bored. Yeah. No, eating um training kids to eat when they're bored is <clears throat> no boy no. It's not a good habit. It's not a good mm-hmm. habit and it is a habit. Like you make sure that that they're getting what they need nutritionally. Mm-hmm. Obviously. But if you know that you're doing that and they're just pestering you all the time, you know what else is a great one that I used to give my kids all the time is I would I would send them with um, like thermoses with straws inside of raw milk because there's almost no food that's like it's so calorically dense. It's got mm-hmm. fat. It's got calories. It's got sugar. Um, so it fills them up quickly. So I would just put them, you know, put them in that. And it was fine. For the past three years, I've encouraged women in their kitchen with new whole food recipes and instructional cooking videos. If you've been needing a little more pep in your step when it comes to cooking delicious food, I want to personally invite you right now to join the Elliott Homestead cooking community. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com to get started. As a cooking community member, you will get five farm fresh inspired recipes each month created from my farm kitchen and delivered straight to you. I'll also send you an instructional video to go along with those recipes so that you can learn new skills and begin to enjoy new dishes and flavors. Together, we'll cook dishes like chicken milanese, plum and marzipan bread pudding, 
homemade harissa with summer vegetables, barley and wild mushroom salad, sourdough English muffins, caramel apple cake, wine poached pears with blackberries and bay, and so much more. The cooking community is a place of inspiration and community where you can visit with other home cooks on our circle group or simply enjoy the bountiful recipes that you'll find each month in your mailbox or inbox. Visit cook.theelliothomestead.com right now. Choose the membership package that's right for you and let's get cooking. Hello homemakers, I am inviting you to join my Old World Design Society because creating a home isn't just about the homemaker's duties, it's also about creating beauty and having a home that is aesthetically pleasing and a reflection of your personal style. So if you lean towards a love of timeless style, then the Old World Design Society is just for you. Membership starts at just $5 a month, which means you can attend my monthly interior design classes and have access to the design forum where you can interact with design enthusiasts, both professional and amateur. There's even a quarterly magazine, print or digital, that comes with a free society membership. This fall, we're looking at interior design principles and how to incorporate those into our homes. The magazine will feature some incredible spaces from England, New England, and beyond. So visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. Our next design class will be in October after I get back from Paris, and I'd love to have you there. I will have plenty of old world inspo for you. So select the basic membership or treat yourself to the magazine by visiting oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. Okay, we got a question about raw milk. And I know you've been you've been on a milk bender lately. <laughs> you want to talk about yeah, that? Yeah, I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed with it. I mean, I it's just so funny that I've been drinking it for so long. We used to buy it and we've had the cow for a few years now. But something I don't know it was with the seed oils earlier mm-hmm. this summer, late spring where I just started chugging it like all the time. <laughs> I just and I feel like it made my skin better. I just feel like it made everything better. And you lost weight while drinking and I full lost fat. Full fat. Jersey milk. Oh, yeah. Which is basically Jersey like milk. half and half. Yeah. It is like half and half. It, no, like in the jar, it is half uh-huh. and half. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do. I drink a huge glass. I actually use my big Bordeaux wine glasses. I pour a big glass in the morning. There you go. Look, here's my milk. This is so enjoyable. It makes me happy. I feel good when I drink raw milk. Like it fills in yeah. all the cracks. Like I get, it I just get fully the... satisfied. Deep mm-hmm. like satisfaction in my body is how I feel. Yeah. Um, I actually, body. this is not sexy and you're going to be gross. Like I feel the same way when I eat liver. I really do. Like 45 minutes later, I'm just like, wow. <laughs> like let's I do not like go. it at it's, all. No. Um, I here's Ugh. how I eat it. I, I like pate. There you go. Like That's pa- a great I way like to eat it. And pate, but I don't like like just just sautéed. No, no, no. I don't eat it like that. No. I buy it. Okay. Um, I do buy carnivore Aurelius's liver crisps. So it's liver that's sliced really thin, and yeah. then he dehydrates it. So it's like a potato chip size texture, but it's liver. Okay, but not. But it's, it's so not. gross. <laughs> I have to be like, mm, you know what really I quick. do? You know what I do? I slice <laughs> wine cheese. <laughs> I slice cheese yeah. and I make like I use it like a cracker. I put my cheese on my liver and I eat it. And the more that you eat it, the more mm. I almost get this like like a body high when I'm eating it because I'm like I know what's coming. 
and I know how mm-hmm. it's like my it's like when you're anticipating anticipating like, yeah yeah okay yeah and you start salivating um that's what my body's been doing with liver now it's bizarre I have to eat it with a ton of salt if I do his chips I just have I add like extra salt try it with a piece of cheese like a strong like yeah, a pepper jack fine. or something yeah because it, it it's a salt. flavor that overrides it does help does it it's though? also good in hummus <laughs> To put in hummus like a but cracker, homemade hummus because we can't eat saba anymore. You can't eat any any store bought hummus. Or I've never I've never found really one. Good one is I've never so found sad. one that doesn't have seed oils in it. Guacamole, forget it. Why? Because a lot of it has seed oils in it. Oh no, I'm not eating store bought guacamole. Yuck. No, I w- no. I just mean like anytime you're at a restaurant, oh. anytime, anytime something like that is prepared beforehand, it has seed oils in it. It just does. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Here, if anybody has a recommendation for chips that I do not have to make myself, besides pork rinds, I know Costco sells pork rinds that are cooked, they just they're cooked in pork fat, obviously. They're pork rinds. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I need chips in my life. Could you just invent a tortilla chip? Could you please, like, just knock one together? Because I need chips. I miss them so much. And tortilla. Yeah. What are we doing? Like, can, can, like, coconut oil? Like, what can we do? I'll, I'll do anything. So the other I night, I made taco soup. I and I... I cut up tor- corn tortillas. I buy them from a Mexican mm-hmm. market here. And it's just, like... Lime, salt, yeah, yeah, salt, corn flour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I cut them into strips, and then I just fried them in a big skillet in tallow, and they got all crispy. And I put them over the top of the soup. But that sounds so when good you're right when now. you are oh my gosh <laughs> when you got that a bunch of kids so and you just like you want to be able to just put a bag of chips out for the love. Dang it! <laughs> Does anyone know of chips that are cooked in tallow or lard or? Hopefully one of those. <laughs> that would be ideal for me. The avocado oil I get a little squishy on. It's not. It's not great. The the jury's still out on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Please, please, please. That would be amazing. Okay. Um. Here's okay. a question from Catherine. How do you? Oh, sorry, that's not even. <laughs> What <laughs> What do your personal family spiritual studies and devotions look like? How do you keep your heart on Christ daily, i.e. taking care of your spirit? Um, that would have been a fun episode for this season. We're taking care of business. Yeah. Taking care of our spirits. We should have thought about that before now. Okay. Um, as far as staying focus throughout the day i mean i i i'm always really hesitant to talk about this because like i i don't know like you're focused (laughs) what oh i just yeah it when you talk about something like this you don't want to ever be put up like the poster child of like no that's why i don't (laughs) like to talk about it because like what i go from dropping f-bombs to like praying within five minutes in my heart like, come on, let's be real about the stuff going through my mind during the day. I have to, I have like sticky notes around the house, like three by five cards. Let your speech be gracious. Seasoned with salt is like plastered to my espresso machine. 
Like, you know, like it's, I have, to, yeah, because good gracious, I'm just all day mm-hmm. wandering, come back, wandering, come back, mm-hmm. wandering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's let's start big umbrella first before we dial into specifics on this question. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Eating this elephant. I think that I'm going to talk about the Christian church, specifically the Protestant church, okay? I think the church has failed in a lot of ways at doing what the church is supposed to do. So when the church was instituted in the New Testament, it was given certain jobs, such as um, administering communion, which we call a sacrament, mm-hmm. administering baptism, which would be another sacrament, and preaching the Lord's word. There are so few churches <laughs> who do those three things faithfully. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times what happens is a pastor will get up there. Most of the time, he probably hasn't gone to seminary and he's highly unqualified. Um, <clears throat> and he'll get up there and he will give you a self-help talk or a weird, obscure to-do list that's going to make your life better, which is not the same thing as somebody who will faithfully preach through Deuteronomy and help you as a Christian to understand what is going on. Mm -hmm. And so I think that is the first umbrella we have to take into consideration because I, my point in telling and saying all that is that that is where your primary source of food should come from. It's not an individualistic journey. We are called to corporate worship and we have forgotten this and it's become more Mm -hmm. of like a what's my spiritual path oh i feel close to god when i'm in hiking it's like okay well god Mm -hmm. didn't tell you to go hike god told you to gather with his people and go to church and worship and there's certain ways to do that better than others okay um and that that's probably a more elaborate conversation Mm -hmm. than we need to get into. But my point Mm -hmm. is, when you are being fed, when your spirit is being fed at church, meaning you are singing God's word, you are hearing God's word be preached, and you are seeing God's word be applied in the administration of the sacraments, then you are fed. You start Mm -hmm. your week fully satiated. I've worked that Mm -hmm. in that word twice now into this episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so there's less like, oh, how do I how do I feed myself? How do I stay afloat? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, God didn't want you to have to figure that out every week. That's why he did this for you. Mm-hmm. This is this is a gift. And it's one we've neglected and we've not taken seriously in a lot of ways. I'm sorry. That is a bit of a tangent. I have some issues there, obviously. But that is a that's where we're fed. That is where we fit. We come back to our houses um, after that, equipped for the week. That being said, where do I go? I just go to scripture. Um, If anyone would like to download my church's app, it's called the King's Cross Church app. You can download it and there is a Bible reading plan. 
that's connected to the audio thing. Um, and you can just listen in. So I would say go to the word. Just go to the word. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know what? There are going to be hard things for you to work through. And ones you're not sure, if you don't have a, a, a pastor who is maybe preaching these things, try to find one. If not, pull in some RC sprawl. Right. <laughs> um, read God's word. God's word is alive and it it changes you. It changes your heart. Um, if you don't believe me, go read Rosaria Butterfield's book, Secret Thoughts of an Unlikely Convert. You don't dabble in the word and leave unchanged. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where I would go. That's how, if you if you're feeling like you need to redirect your heart during the day, go do that. And because you don't want to have one more decision to make, it can be great to do a Bible reading plan. You're like, okay, I don't, I'm not going to get stuck in a book. I'm just, I'm not going to just only read the easy stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go deep. I'm going to be exposed to all of it. And even if I don't understand it or I, or I need to do some digging, like just let it, just let it go over you and just take it in and, uh, and let it change you. That's what it does. Yeah. It does not return void. It does not return void void that's what i was trying to say yep sorry that is something i do have opinions on it's good i love it Mm -hmm. okay ladies we should have done it we should have done that episode that makes me kind of mad now what okay next season all right got got a whole season to plan okay Well, y'all have a great Thanksgiving to our American listeners. Um, And we will be back here twice next week. Is that right? That is right. Okay. I just show up when she tells me to show up. And there we go. Um, Okay. So we'll be back here with two episodes for the next two weeks as we go into Homemaker Holiday. We'll try not to cry or rant. In any holiday episode. Okay. Uh, ranting is fun. Is it? It's much more fun than... Is it? Okay, so that's what we want. We want your traditions. We want all the things I mentioned at the beginning. Message us over on Instagram. Um, we want to hear all about your holidays. We want questions. Questions about holidays. Um, and uh, we're going to we're gonna do it. Homemaker holiday. Okay. Four episodes okay. in two weeks. And that gives us, as moms and wives... A little bit of a break between the middle of December Mm -hmm. and just after New Year's. Mm -hmm. And we thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay, ladies. Have a great holiday. We'll see you next Monday. Cheers. Happy Thanksgiving. Cheers.